recording in progress. I'm glad I waited till right before that, before you, uh, Ooh, we, yeah, Tepper regret paying Matt Rue that money. <laughs> we should have paid, uh, what's his name? Who? Who Eric, else? Eric, Eric B. Enemy. Yeah. Well, yeah. Y'all keep picking that white man instead of the black man. I spoke to Yahweh, I've been meditating. He told me that heaven's waiting. I told him I'm hesitating on some things. On some things. He told me that heaven's waiting. I told him I'm hesitating on some things. And I told him I'm hesitating on some things. And I told him I'm hesitating on some things. I spoke to Yahweh, I've been meditating. He told me that heaven's waiting. I told him I'm hesitating on some things. Putting my life into perspective, reflective of my past being retrospective. Looking at the good and the bad in my early days, wondering if I still got a path to the pearly gates. Life wasn't always the way that it is today. It used to take me damn near losing my life just to pray. But nowadays, I'm more conscious of my ways, and all it takes is me waking up to give him praise. Came a long way from who I was and what I did once. All I used to care about was sipping, drinking big blunts. But now I got a family and they count on me to give them what they need. I climb the highest mountain on me. So every day I'm working on the enemy to find the best way that I can balance out my energy. Nobody's perfect, no matter what it look like on the surface. Just hoping I get closer to my purpose. Hey, man. I spoke to Yahweh, I've been meditating. He told me that heaven's waiting. I told him I'm hesitating on some things. On some things. He told me that heaven's waiting. I told him I'm hesitating on some things. And I told him I'm hesitating on some things. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to our Around the League edition of episode 38 of the Splash Cast. I'm your co-host, Reggie. I'm your co-host, Norwood. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. It has been fireworks. If you've listened to the prelude, you know we've been talking about A.B. Your boy. <laughs> your boy out there got rid of the blonde mustache and got rid of all of his clothes. And got rid of his job. <laughs> got rid of his job. Got rid of his job but you know it is what it is it is what it is but again ladies and gentlemen welcome 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 this is our around the league edition where we talk about hbcu news around the culture the latest and greatest news around nfl and ncaa football as well as the nba and ncaa basketball when necessary and then we end it all with the splashes of the week so without further ado we're gonna get into our one of our favorite segments man hbcu news around the culture uh, got some, got a couple bits of news. As you know, the Celebration Bowl just ended, and that is the really the premier HBCU unofficial national championship uh, for schools between SWAC and MEAC. But there is also at the beginning of the year something called the Black College Football Hall of Fame game. So the NFL has something similar, or where they have the Hall of Fame game in August. Uh, it's normally the first game of the year. And uh, their Black College Football Hall of Fame game uh, takes place. I think it'll take place here in Atlanta because the Black College Football Hall of Fame is here in Atlanta. Will and it this be there? Year, Will it be there every year, or is this? Uh, it will feature. I think so. Yeah, it's every year, September fourth. No, I'm sorry. Uh, at Tom Benson Hall Hall of Fame Stadium. So it's it's actually going to be in, in Ohio. Okay. Uh, which actually makes sense with the two teams that they're having. Now, if you remember last last episode, we were talking about the Celebration Bowl, and I was saying, well, it'd be great to get, you know, like the CIAA, the NAIA, the SIAC, 
all of those black college football uh, teams involved because just like in Division One with PWI schools, there's tiers of football too. We have sure. tiers in black college football. We got H, you know, we got the upper tier, which is kind of like your Big South MEAC, individual, MEAC, SWAC. And then you have, you know, you go down to Division Two, which is normally your SIAC, CIAA um, uh, as well. So this year, um, in the Black College Football Hall of Fame game, the CIAA and the SIAC will be on display. It will be between Winston-Salem State and Central State. Central State is in Ohio. Winston-Salem State is in North Carolina. And Central is, is, in, is in Wilberforce. Is Central State in Ohio? Yes. I thought it was in Ohio. Yes, correct. In Wilberforce, Ohio. Oh, oh, <laughs> Yeah, sure. I didn't know the, the city <laughs> where it was. <laughs> I didn't know like, oh, you yeah. said Wilberforce. I thought you were talking about the school. I was like, ah. Mm. <laughs> but, yes. uh, but yeah, so it's why is this significant? Because the CIAA, and if you know anyone that went to HBCUs back in the day, when we say back in the day, we mean before our generation, probably in the 80s, 70s, 60s. CIAA was where it's at. The CIAA birthed a lot of these, a lot of these schools, um, mainly the one that we we support and rep so hard, Hampton University. Hampton University got its start in the CIAA. And before there is the MEAC, before there is the SWAC dominance, Virginia State, Virginia Union, Hampton, all of them in the CIAA was where it's at. That's where it was. So um I am happy to see it. As you know, for me, I always want all HBCUs to get a lot of publicity. I don't feel like, well, no, we're not going to go down that road, but I don't, I don't see why, uh, well, we're here. I don't see why schools in South Dakota have players from Florida on their team. It, it just doesn't make sense to me when you could go to FAMU, Bethune-Cookman, or, or any of these schools. And, and the pendulum is, is, is changing, so. Uh, what do you think, man? I, I, I'm definitely going to watch it because it's probably it's going to be broadcast on ESPN. They got it right. You know, we've been talking about this for a while. Let's partner these conferences. Let's partner these schools so that they can, number one, compete and you can get a champ. And also you just get an opportunity to, you know, to get the publicity uh, to as a group lift each other up. This is this is what we've been talking about. Uh, this is. They got it right this time, and they don't often get it right. Still waiting on y'all to fix the homecoming tour uh, so that the Splash <laughs> cast can be the moderator. But Yeah, ESPN, we will go to every homecoming. <laughs> yeah, I, just let me know in advance. I'll burn up these PTO days. <laughs> um, but, yes, thank you for getting this right. We have more ideas. Just reach out to us at diveteammedia.gmail.com. We'll fix everything. Yeah. yeah, man, and I hope. Man, Big Ben looks bad. And I hope, uh, <laughs> sorry, I mean, we watching the, you know, on Mondays, we watch the Monday night football game as we as we broadcast. Oh, I see why you said it looks bad. <laughs> <laughs> we watching uh, Cleveland versus Pittsburgh in the game of tragedy. And it's just bad all around. So, but back to this game. Um, why is this game also pretty cool? It's because both schools have hired new coaches, technically. So Central State actually went and got uh, Kevin Porter, who was the former head coach of Fort Valley State here in Georgia. 
Um, Not to can. be confused with Kevin Porter Jr., who uh, threw Lost that food <laughs> at, at that dude in Cleveland and then went on to Houston and throw something else and then just dipped midway through the game. Which we'll get into, which we'll get into. But, uh, yeah, Kevin Porter is the former coach of Fort Valley State, and he is now the new coach of Central State as of December 24th. With, uh, while Winston-Salem State has announced that Robert Massey as its new head coach. Um, I said new because he's been the interim head coach for like two years, which does. Which is egregious. <laughs> you think one thing you got me messed up. You got a half, half of anything for me to be interim. You think I'm going to start the season as the interim coach and coach the whole season? That's the reason he pointed like that in the picture that y'all can't see. He pointed like, you must you better damn- pay me. <laughs> You better have my money on time. <laughs> you yeah, gonna man. be get slapped. <laughs> so it's 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 pretty cool that he finally is getting his just due. And I honestly think it'll probably be a good game, man. And why black people got to be interim for a whole two years? I don't know, man. Because we, you know, that goes back to leadership to me. But hopefully they get it. Hopefully they get it right. Um. It is, what it is it is the I, I, he's he's a good guy for staying there that long two years <laughs> that's like telling um, a woman you're gonna be mine <laughs> you know what let me get out of there cut cut edit cut it you, <laughs> you go down that road reggie gets quiet yeah i was like mm. i was finna say something stupid and something i've been guilty of and that's the reason i'm hey macarena <laughs> <laughs> no 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 Oh man. So uh moving on, moving on, man. Bluefield State. Where is Bluefield State? Bluefield State is Kentucky. A school in Kentucky. Um, that is in the NCSA. So it's a smaller school. Blue oh, we're both wrong. Bluefield, West Virginia, which is technically North Kentucky. Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> that is North Kentucky. We have no respect for West Virginia and North Kentucky. Hey, man, they all but we do have respect Hill for Bluefield. We still have a respect for Bluefield State. They're going to be the first HBCU to offer a women's varsity wrestling team. Um, that's that's amazing. And don't let one of the women grab you, <laughs> or do. Yeah. No. <laughs> we'll end up in a figure four leg lock, boy. <laughs> what? Oh, you know what? I like what I like. I ain't got no type. <laughs> but what this does, though, it does put them in a unique classification. Uh, to me, that allows you to grow your campus even more because there are women that wrestle especially i believe there was just a rest a black woman that won gold in wrestling in correct. the olympics uh you major, so you're right correct so that that is something that is to be celebrated so shout out to bluefield state in west virginia yeah for uh starting the um and you're right. If you want to probably be an Olympic wrestler or something like that, there are probably not that many places you can go and get a wrestling scholarship. So, you know, this allows them to market that and hopefully they, they will uh, have a successful program. Yep, 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 yep. We have 
something in splashes of the week that is HBCU related. So I'm gonna go ahead and talk about it now, if you don't mind. No. Um, go ahead. The, Lew- the Lewis College of Business and was a, a school that was started by a black wo- black woman uh, right. in the early 1900s. Um, that was an HBCU, or I guess an HBC, a historically black college, uh, at the time, and one of the only ones really in the Midwest uh, up there in Detroit. It eventually closed down. Um, but now uh, we brought to you a story a while ago where uh, there was uh, a black businessman trying to open, reopen the school. Um, so the business school will be reopened as Michigan's first and only historically black HBCU. Uh, the House bill was signed by Governor Gretchen Whitmer and will facilitate the reopening of the Lewis College of Business as the Pensole Lewis College of Business and Design. Um, it was open from 1939 until 2013 um, and received this HBCU designation in 1987. Uh, so this is big. We have been talking about wanting HBCUs in uh, the Midwest and the West Coast. I think they're needed. Um, this is huge. So shout out, shout out to, uh, Detroit, shout out to the Lewis college of business. Um, what are your thoughts, man? I'm reading the, I'm reading the article right now. I'm, I was... I'm happy to see these things come to fruition. Uh, so many times you see these things kind of, oh, we should, or we're going to do, um, I've said it here a few times. I think that California deserves an HBCU and needs one desperately. Uh, but okay. to see some, yes, but to see someone actually put it together and for it to formulate into what it is now, this this that's dope. Way to execute. I appreciate your execution. Yep, yep, yep. Um, there it is. I was trying to find his name. The name they they kept talking about Governor Gretchen Whitmer, which is fine for talking about he's, her because she signed it. She signed the bill, but she's he not the person who initiated the, the project. Correct. It was it was Dwayne Edwards. Yes. Dwayne Edwards was the one that has been doing the work for years. Did he work at Nike? Work. Yes. Okay. And he he worked at Nike, and when he left Nike, uh, this was one of his projects, one of his babies, to come back and open up the Lewis College of Business for HBCUs. HBC, HBCUs and students in the Midwest. And as we all know, Detroit has had a rough about 30 years. Um, so this is definitely needed. This is definitely needed. So if you have a chance, we always say we end every episode with support your local HBCU. Detroit people, Detroit alum from all HBCUs, if you went to an HBCU, you went to Hampton, you went to Howard, you had to leave to go to HBCU. Support. Give back yes. to not only your alma mater, give back to the Lewis College of Business, the Pinson Lewis College of Business. Yes, and, and please reinvest and, and shout out to him again. Congratulations. Great job. Great job. Great job. Great job. Uh, our last our last topic in our HBCU segment, News Around the Corner. Man, it's really not a, it's an ongoing topic. I am just amazed that more and more of these kids in high school are like 
I am going to include HBCUs in the talk. Not even if they don't go. Like, not everybody like Dion can pull the number one recruit in the nation. But Absolutely. the fact that that the number the number one running back in the class of 2023, uh, Andrew Evans and Karon Prunty, uh, who have offers from literally every school, are including FAMU, are including Jackson State. Visibility, are, visibility, visibility. Yep. Uh, Christopher, uh, they call it Christopher Smith, who is uh, a five-star defensive tackle who has FAMU in his top five, along with UGA, Florida, Miami, and Ohio State. To have FAMU there front and center, huge. Absolutely. Um, I mean, you see Mikey Williams, you know, he still got Hampton on his short list. Just the ability to see the school, see the loco, that might be what influences some kid to go to school. At least, hey, let me read about this university. What is this about? And that that's all that's all you can really ask for. Yeah, um, man. If if I knew, I always knew about HBCUs because I grew up in it, but I didn't know the depth in terms of I knew about SWAC, MEAC, a little bit about CIAA. And then I didn't really know about SIAC, NAIA, and all that other stuff. There are so many opportunities right in people's backyards for them to go to school. Yep. They just don't know about it. You could get a football scholarship to Edward Waters University or to I know multiple I know multiple people who play football for Edward Waters. You could you you could get a football scholarship, you know, to Virginia Union, Virginia State, to all of these CIAA SIAC schools, yep. Fort Valley. Uh Georgia has a whole lot of HBCUs down in South Georgia. They could go to Florida too. Um, so the exposure by having these games, like in the black college football hall of fame, having these five-star recruits, uh, putting HBCUs on the table, committing some committing, some transferring. And it, it's so, got another one. It's so different. Now, if you're a good football player, they're going to find you and they're going to put you on their team. It's not like before where if you didn't have the opportunity to play on Saturdays, you know, during those hours, and it was tough to find a kid. Now you have YouTube. Everybody has the best highlight tape you've ever seen. Um, so if you're a good football player, yes, even if you're not a good football player, if you're a mediocre football player now, you can look like a good football player. And if you are a good football player, they're going to find you. I don't care if you're under a rock in, rock in Idaho. Uh, so, yeah, go to the HBCUs. Go to places where they're going to love you uh, while you're playing football. Go to places where they're going to love you when you're done playing football. Um, you will always be welcome back. You will always yes. be uh, and, and one thing that I really, really enjoy about HBCUs now, Dion started it, but now Southern University is getting them. Um, Grambling oh, with Hugh Jackson transfer. getting them. them transfers, boy. Living in that portal, boy. Hey, living that, in that portal. That portal is about to make things real interesting, boy. Yeah, boy. All oh, the you, players that are going out to Tulane, going to Louisiana Lafayette, going to FIU, not yeah. transferring to FAMU. Yeah. I, like I said before, I never understood how you could be from Dade County, Florida, and decide to go to North Dakota State. Like, you got FAMU. Now, this is the thing. Right you, there. You picking the word, like, okay, North Dakota and South Dakota, they are what they are. 
Idaho, but Wyoming. They all I've watched all the bowl North games. Dakota State. All of them have somebody from Florida or Georgia. And South Dakota State. They have very good D2 football. Top tier D2 football. Yeah. HBCU should have top tier D2 football if they could just keep I agree. All those athletes I there. agree. Do you do you want to live in North uh, in, in in North Dakota or you want to live in Atlanta and play at Morehouse? Morehouse it is. As that's not even really a difficult decision. I'm going to stay here and not freeze to death. But we're moving in that direction, we hope. Yeah, man. I am excited. I am excited. I'm excited. I can't wait to see black college football in the next two to three years because I think this is just the beginning. And I think more and more of these coaches are going to, and more of these athletes are going to come back and play and come back and coach and recruit these players. And I think these players are coming to their senses and realizing like, Hey, there's really no point in me transferring from to, you know, Glendale community college to then go to UMass. I mean, Big Ben is starting to look like Shaquille O'Neal when he was playing with the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> I can't move. <laughs> Big Ben looks bad. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we finished with our HBCU news around the culture segment. We are now going to get into some football news around the NFL and NCAA football where we're going to review this sorry week of that football as well as we got to talk about these bowl games and this, this college football playoffs that happened and the snoozer that it was. Y'all stay tuned. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. We talking that high quality trash, ladies and gents. I like hey. it. Mm-hmm. Here we go. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, as we get into our NFL and NCAA football news around the league. We got a few things we're going to talk about of episode 38 of the Splash Cast, the Around the League edition. Uh, we're going to start out with some NCAA, I mean, NFL football. Um, not too much going on for us. We don't really care. The Falcons have been eliminated. Whoop-de-whoop. It's so hard to say goodbye. Two years today. But, <laughs> but, 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 you know, misery always loves company. Misery loves company. And if in our division, if we going to be bad, there's got to be a couple people that going to be worse. One everybody team. else, everybody <laughs> else is doing bad. And even the, the Bucks, they, they hold it home by, by hair. They are, yeah. they are all on the back of Tom Brady right now. You, you, hey, <laughs> you be dead in a year, kid, Ray. <laughs> Your whole NFC South could be a tragedy in one. It, it could be. If, the if NFC one, South is a tragedy. If Tom Brady leaves, that one old man leaves, we have the worst. We are the new NFC East. We are. What? Not every team. Okay. About to get off. Every team has a story. Oh, we are the, the NFC, NFC South. East. They're going to mess around have two teams in the playoffs. <laughs> we, the, 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 the NFC South, every team has something wrong. The Bucks have AB. 
The Falcons have Calvin. No, they don't. That's what you. That's what you <laughs> Neither of those teams have those people. <laughs> One thing the Bucks have, and Bruce Arians made very clear: Antonio Bryant is no longer a Buck. <laughs> Let me tell you, Antonio Bryant is can be a problem for a lot of different people. He will not be a problem for the Buccaneers <laughs> ever again. Tom Brady smashing uh, uh, tablets and getting fined. Oh, oh tablets, yes, tablets, yeah, tablets, tablets. Out the gutter. I was boy. about to say, man, what what are you about to? <laughs> you thought I was breaking play code right there? I was like, oh, no, Lord. No, Lord. Not on touchdown, Tom. Oh, man. This, this, the Taints, the Saints, the Aints, they ain't got no quarterback. They playing a glorified running back at quarterback. Uh, <laughs> and then you come to the Carolina Panthers, who. Uh, have just hired Matt Rule, who's in his what second year? Yeah, second year as head coach, Matt Rule. Well, um, why did you hire Matt Rule in the first place? What about his his, his <laughs> pro professional career told you to hire this man? And let let's step back. There is a report out right now that the Panthers ownership, um, and Mr. David Tepper is very unhappy and embarrassed by Matt Rule's success <laughs> so far as a coach. You or like thereof. It's a very nice way to put it. Um, <laughs> you can only be mad with yourself. Nothing told you that this man was going to be a good professional coach. Nothing. You decided, <laughs> that, you know what? Let's just roll the dice on this unproven asset and, and give him the key. Yes. And give him the keys to the kingdom. And let's be real. Baylor ain't been the best college program. And it's been littered with all types of malarkey. And you decided, hey, let me just give this guy the shot to be a champ, to be the coach. And then not only did they, but not only did they sign him, uh, and he signed Joe Brady, who was the passing game coordinator for the LSU 2019 national championship team that broke all the records. So he got it looked then got good. him fired by Scam Newton. Nobody then, should ever, nobody should ever lose their job because of Cam Newton. Well, that's what except, I'm getting to. Except well, for that's Cam what Newton. I'm getting to. So they 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 got rid of Cam. They cut Cam as soon as they got there. Then they brought in Teddy Bridgewater, who didn't play bad. Just the team was trash. Like they were bad. They was just a horrible team. And then they didn't sign him, and they bring in Sam Darnold, who plays fuck up. Reggie says Sam Darnold deserved to change the scenery because the Jets were terrible and the Jets are a terrible or terribly run organization. But Sam Darnold, you are who I did not think you were and who Norwood said you were. <laughs> that, that's the part that I was, <laughs> you know. Hey, no, I'm gonna get, no, we give each other props now. Sam Darnold's ass. Sam Darnold's ass. Scam, you're missing the C in his name. <laughs> he scammed people and they think he was a good college player at USC. We knew that I was trickeration in this dancery. Then he got a second <laughs> chance, and he With blew Cam that. Newton. Then he went and got Cam Newton back. It didn't work out. And then they got P.J. Walker, who was playing well, and they benched for Cam Newton, who, whose shoulder is literally not there anymore. He could throw the ball 11 yards on a downward trajectory. And then they bring back Sam Darnold, who lost his job again. So... Yes, David Tepper, owner of uh, – matter of fact, Carolina, didn't they just sell their team? Didn't they just have a problem because of a whole bunch of scandals and all that stuff? are the guy who picks all the bad people around you and then upset because you're not successful. 
LeBron James. <laughs> hey, look at the Lakers. <laughs> I, I, didn't mean, I thought you was about to bring up Kevin Love. Oh, <laughs> uh, the franchise killer, but we're not going to get there. Um, Back to Mel- franchise killer. <laughs> you gotta say that two chains boys. Hell, we killer franchise killer. But the problem, the real problem that Tepper has when it comes to football, when it comes to owners, we know they don't. They care about football, but they care about money more. It's the fact that they signed Matt Rule to seven years, sixty-two million dollar extension. Yes. I, I, how many times have I told you <laughs> these big stupid ass contracts are poison pills for your organization? You signed a man to seven years, $62 million. Who's never won a national championship. Congrats, my friend. You did this and go ahead. The only thing you really can't do is pay him the rest of the money that you owe him and just end it. Or you can continue to be a pit of mediocrity, and I would much rather prefer that because I do hope that the Atlanta Falcons get it get it together next season um, and move forward. So we need you to be bad, and we need the Saints to be worse, and we need Tom Brady to retire after he wins the championship this year. Matter of fact, as I read this more and more about Matt Rule, I don't understand the hiring at all. So Matt Rule is 10 and 21. It took you to you read that before. <laughs> well, well, and he has no experience in the NFL other than being the assistant offensive line coach for one season in 2012. Then he spent four seasons at Temple. Um Powerhouse. He, he was 28 and 23 in four seasons, but that's powerhouse. Kinda, Football powerhouse. It's kind of it's kind of misleading because in his first season they were two and ten. And then the last three seasons, they won 10 games. So he had like a, a meteoric rise. I remember them because they beat uh, they beat Notre Temple. Dame. Temple. Temple. They beat Notre Dame. So And they, they ended up winning a bowl game, I remember, if I remember correctly. So what about this to, says NFL head coach? Then he went to Baylor. And after going 1-11 in his first season, the second season, they went 7-6. and six. The third season, they went 11-3. and three. And went to the Sugar Bowl and got, you know, curb stomped by the Bulldogs. And then they hired him in the NFL. <laughs> if you look at both of them, tell me that Kevin Sumlin is not a better coach than this man. Yeah. Um, yeah. He is. But also, you know, he's the Carolina. I mean, Christian McCaffrey has just hamstringed that that whole organization too with his contract and then not playing at all. <laughs> well, I know this guy who said that, that probably wasn't going to work out, and everybody said no, it'll work out. Who He'll is be- everybody? Okay, you need to say we said it wasn't going to work out because I never was on the Christian uh, McCaffrey. Uh, uh, is great thing. He didn't play a whole there, season at Stanford, even though there, he. Did. There are a lot of people who've always said, oh, he's it. He's it. He should have been the MVP. Well, talk about hitching your horse to the wrong wagon. (laughs) Not my problem, no. So, and it's going to suck for Matt. It's not going to suck for Matt Rule because Matt Rule can go. One thing he can do is coach offense in college. He can go back to one of these schools, especially with all of these... Uh, happily, happily. He, he, go find a, 
another mid-tier job just like the one he left. Yep. I can see him going to LSU and being the offensive coordinator or going to USC or Oklahoma with Brent Venables. I can see that. But if one thing that's true that you can see in the daytime and in glow in the dark ink at night is the writing on the wall. When somebody fires their assistants, they're normally next. Look at Urban Meyer. <laughs> Look at all, all coaches. What do they do first at any sport, any team sport? Yeah, what do hey, they do? They fire Andy. the assistants first, and then right after that, you toast. That's the last ditch effort. Yeah, let's get a change of pace. Mm. They're going to change your pace, all right. <laughs> change your pace. <laughs> they're going to swiftly get you up out the door, brother. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's interesting, man. Matt Rule, it, that was interesting that the owner came out and said, yeah, I'm kind of regretting this. That's another thing. Yeah, he's fired. He's fired. He's fired. He's fired. He's fired. Now that I think about it, he's super fired. But uh, let's let's get into these. Let's get into these games, man. Let's get into these games. And anything uh, so that I don't have to look at Steelers versus Browns anymore. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I rather I rather watch Hawks layup line. <laughs> That's what I am watching. Um, you had the Giants and the Bears. The Bears got a strip sack, strip sack fumble on the first play of the game. So we knew how that was going to end up, 29 to 3. And imagine uh, losing. You know how bad of a team you have to be to lose to the Bears by 26 points. Yeah. Oh, They're my bad. God. Tony Snell is starting tonight. For the COVID. COVID. You are right. <laughs> you are. You, you, are dirty, you a dirty hoe. Boy, you a dirty garden fool. Boy, you the guy taught T. Snell give him hell into the game as a starter. Things that I'm sure he never planned to see again. Um, but yes, the Giants, and I want to give a, a shout out to the Giants and the Giants fans. I do want to uh, thank you guys. Looks like you guys are going to move forward next year with your judge and Daniel Jones for another year. Hopefully, David Gettleman will keep his job. And y'all can run this big three back, and we'll see what it looks like next year. Saquon, man, he just does not. I think he'll, I, I think he's going to have a bounce-back season next year. I don't think he's fully healed from that knee. Just like when Nick Chubb tore his ACL and came back against, came back his senior year and all of that other stuff. I mean, his junior year. Like, he wasn't right his whole junior year. Then his senior year, he was good. Like, I, it, it, yes, modern medicine has come a long way, but it's still, uh, to me, that's still a 12 to 13 month, 12 to 14 month injury. I'm going to say that I think that he is on the Zeke career path. Mm. You take that for what you will. I mean, Greg, there's only that. <laughs> the, the jig is down in that trajectory, brother. <laughs> you know what it is. You can take what you want. Boy no, <laughs> yeah, the jig is down, my friend. I'm gonna start you. That's stolen. That is stolen. Is Add a, that to my no repertoire. There is no misinterpretation there. Zeke mm. is not who he used to be. Um, but mm. moving on, man. And and really, I would probably say the game of the day was the Bengals and the Chiefs. The Bengals actually sewed up their division by beating the Chiefs. Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase, 11 catches, 235 yards, three touchdowns. Jamar his name Chase. Is, his name is Chase for a reason because you would spend a lot of time chasing him around the football field. He looked like he was – you remember when you played basketball against old folks when you was in high school and you just was faster, don't everything better than them? 
No. That's what old <laughs> what old people were you playing? Oh, like, okay. So my dad challenged me to basketball when I was 17, him and him and his cronies. And oh no. Nah. <laughs> he was 48 years old. And I said, This ain't really what you want. And I proceeded to wipe the floor with him. But you destroy your pops in the paint as a savage. You could well, grenade at my house. No, I mean my dad, so my dad didn't play me after I was like eight years old. He barely beat me when I was eight. I, of course, I you know, I was cheating. I, but he barely beat me. I learned how to shoot and dribble and all that. He wouldn't play me no more. So I talked so much trash when I was 17. He came down there and was like, all right, run it. And he hit me with the up and under shot and got the first point. I said, you'll never score again. And he never scored again. <laughs> he was like, you're pinning my shot on the backboard. You're beating me down in front of people. He said, at least I beat you in the gym by yourself. I said, I was eight. <laughs> See, that's everybody. <laughs> in my family, if we are competing, you bet you better be best to damn win. Let me tell you. We all try to put it at it. Nah, win. Mm-hmm. Win. You better win. You yeah. better win. If you're gonna do anything, we playing checkers, we playing chess, we running to the end of the street. You better get your W while you can. Let me tell you that. Yeah, man. And but but Jamar Chase looked like he was playing against the retired folks. That vaunted Chiefs defense that had shut everybody down and they had won seven, eight straight and all of this stuff. He they ran rough shot through there. And 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 I will say, I will say, uh Patrick Mahomes in the first half looked good. They yeah. scored 28 points in the first half. Patrick Mahomes was 20 at 20, he was 26, 35, 259 yards and two touchdowns. If anybody they knows had, about scoring 28 points and it not being enough. Come on, man. That's unnecessary. Uh, so they scored 28 points in the first half. And <laughs> it was 28-17 at halftime. And it, they looked like they were unstoppable. So I was like, okay, well, this is it. Second half, they scored no points in the third quarter and three points in the fourth quarter. And Jamar Chase... Just went wild, crazy. Eleven catches, two sixty-six for three touchdowns, longest seventy-two. They didn't run the ball at all. And Joe Burrow, oh, Joe Burrow, big. Joe Burrow might be the the next. I'm not gonna say that, but his demeanor, not his talent, not the way he plays, his demeanor. Oh, he's confident. He's very confident. His, his he, confident and arrogance remind me of Tom Brady. He he believes in himself for sure. And everybody on the team. And he reminds me of his arrogance, his his persona reminds me of Tom Brady. And he got when he went there after the uh Hell press no. conference. Hell press, no. Hold on. At the Judge. press conference. Hold on. At the press conference, we went up there and was like, I told you, you know, our goal was to make the playoffs. And our the best way to make the playoffs is win the division. And y'all in here chuckled and laughed. Now we're division champs and we're going to the playoffs. So it feels good. I was like, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. See, I'm going, I'm actually going back and I'm replaying the video of y'all laughing. <laughs> I'm but see, that's the reason I I'm Petty Winslow. You disrespect me. I'm I'm going to make you remember that. Uh let's but moving geez. on, man. Moving on. But so the so the Bengals are in, and now because the Bengals lost and the Tennessee Titans beat the Dolphins, who the Dolphins had won six straight. And we're trying to go to the playoffs, even though they beat a whole bunch of cupcake teams. Uh, they got beat by Tennessee 34 to 3. And now the Tennessee Titans are the number one seed in the AFC, thanks to the Bengals beating the Chiefs. Everybody Ooh. was on that Dolphins train until that train came into station. <laughs> they got stomped out 
by the Tennessee Titans. And I bet you can't name the running back or the number one or number two receivers because they're out. Um, Foreman, who was cut by the Hawks, was the running back for the Tennessee Titans. I mean, Hawks cut by the Falcons, who's the running back for the Tennessee Titans. I was about to say, yeah, dog. They, they got <laughs> Hawks players. We don't even hey, have Hawks players. Hey, man, COVID ain't, ain't no joke. But no. Nah, um, and then in the John Madden tribute game, the Raiders squeaked out a win uh, over the Colts. Uh, so they keep their playoff hopes alive. Um, the Patriots destroyed the Jaguars 50 to 10. That, I mean, we knew that was going to happen though. I mean, the Jaguars are such a bad, poorly run organization. Their own, that's probably the worst job I think in the NFL currently. Um, uh, yes, yes. Yeah. Strong. And it's worse than the Texans and the Texans going through all of that. Ooh, you know what? You know what? You know what? I was wrong. Like you edit, cut it, or just lead us in there. I was, I was for sure as hell wrong. Cause Deshaun is still just out there in limbo. And that situation has gotten so silent that it's two things that you might not never hear about again. Deshaun Watson and Tory Lanez. We may never get to the bottom of that. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, um, in the Buccaneers, Jets, the Bucks. what was lost in that game because of the A-B fiasco when he exited the game was that the Jets was beating the Buccaneers. They were beating them. And yep. they had the Bucs had to have a game-winning drive to come back Damn. and win. Now, the Bucs were down two receivers. Chris Godwin, their leading receiver, uh, Torres ACL. And then uh, AB quit in the third quarter, so they were down two receivers. I ain't never, I never thought I would say that in my life about football. <laughs> like he said, and AB quit in the third quarter. <laughs> like, like he didn't even have the decency to do it at halftime, like Vontae Davis, who just retired at halftime. You remember that? Like, yeah. AB walked off. This shit is not for me no more. He said, "No, nah, I'm out of here. Y'all take it easy. A, B, C, U, later. And then drop the song. I love it, man. A, B is a li another living inspiration. Yep. Yep. And, but like I said, what was lost in that game is that Tom Brady had to engineer a game-winning drive again to beat the Jets. If you're Zach Wilson, do you jump him after the game? No. I mean... To be it's to be expected. <laughs> Yo, if I'm Zachary Taylor Thomas, I'm very upset at the fact that Tom Brady <laughs> did me like that. Zach Wilson don't look like he don't look like one of ten or two man kids. <laughs> he surely look like one of ten or two man kids. It's funny that I knew exactly who you were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you got to be coughing. But moving on, man, in playoff implications, there was the Eagles versus the, the Washington Redskins. I mean, ooh, sorry, Washington football team. And the Eagles came back and won Let's that game after being edit down the 16. racism. <laughs> Let's edit the racism. Let's edit the racism. <laughs> do, 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 do. But, but the Eagles were down 16 to nothing at one point and ended up coming back to win the game. Jalen Hurts looks like QB number one to me. I mean... All right, Eagles, you won a game. Congratulations. You beat a the middiest of teams. You made it to the playoffs. Hey, man, they beat us. And they, Congrats. They the playoffs is they beat no, us. but you know they've been 
uh, oh, we made the playoffs. Congrats. You, you made the playoffs. Good luck, my friend. Yep. <laughs> and it looks like you'll probably have to pay the Rams, who actually are in second place in the NFC because they came back and beat the Ravens. Funny how OBJ doesn't look like the problem now. OBJ daddy was right. Actually, we need to get OBJ's daddy and LaVal Balls together. <laughs> and started, they can be a they can be a segment on the podcast. We'll just let y'all talk for it. They need their own podcast. We told you so. <laughs> I have Trey Young as a Trey Young dad as a guest as a guest. <laughs> Do you want me to lead a segment or you want me to continue to to, to podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> but the you, Rams, you hesitated too, man. <laughs> well, I didn't know what you were talking about, but I, I really because you you said that was with a smile and a straight face. And me just really mad. So the the Rams and the Ravens played a, a barn burner. Matthew Stafford did everything he could to get rid of that game, give that game away. Uh, the Ravens played with T Huntley um, again because uh, Lamar is hurt. Huntley was, you know, not good. He was 20 of 32, 197 yards. And a, a Wasn't eight. bad, though. Like, hey, hey, the Falcons need a backup quarterback. Send Huntley over here. Better yeah, than play. You I mean, a draft pick for him? No, 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 no. no. I'm sure he's a one-year. He? No, they about to re-sign him as the backup. They can run all the Lamar Jackson plays with him. I mean, but you have a better chance of actually maybe being a starter here for at least some period of time. Well, you know what? <laughs> Lamar keep getting hurt and keep getting sick. You might have a safe job where yet. Yeah, but Matt Stafford went 26 to 35 for 309 yards, but he went, had two touchdowns, but two picks. And who came to save the day? OBJ. And uh, Sonny Michelle. Sonny Michelle, Sonny Michelle. Did come, did score. I believe he scored in the second quarter, but OBJ scored the game winning touchdown and, and had the fourth down catch to extend the drive. I bet you Baker somewhere. <laughs> Baker, you actually going to be looking for a job, and OBJ is going to have a job next year. OBJ went from Cleveland to LA into the playoffs. We going from Cleveland to LA. Pop, pop. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, wow, <laughs> talking about the glow up. It was the it was the worst of times. It is the best of times. Bob that boy got, got out of dodge. Oh wait, <laughs> parallel universe. We missed it. Rondo went from L.A. to Cleveland, <laughs> and now he's in a better situation. Odell oh, Rondo, that's crazy. Oh, but moving on, speaking of the Von Miller and the Broncos, the Broncos got stomped out by the Chargers, who are still trying to make the playoffs. And then the Texans got beat by the 49ers. In the other game of the week, I guess you could say, would be the Cardinals and the Cowboys, where Kyler Murray is still undefeated in the state of Texas. Uh, they I have won <laughs> nine. He has not lost ever. No, no. High school, college, and pro oh. is nine games. No, no, nine games in Jerry World. In the state yes. of Texas, he's like 48 and 0. Oh, 49. Shit. I didn't and think 0. about that. Y'all <laughs> might need to jump him. Uh Kyler Murray. Now the vaunted Cowboys defense uh was was beat down in the second and third quarter. And Kyler Murray just 
I don't know, and I'm not being disrespectful when I say this, but he just scamping oh, yeah, around you the are. field. No, I'm not, because he's short, <laughs> but he's scamping around the field, dog. You, you he's can't scamping you, around the field. You, you said it three times, Reggie. You can't say a man be scampering as a, a whole adult man. Yes, he can. He scampered around the Cowboys and beat them. And, and the, Cow- and the Cowboys offense, me, hey, man. Me and him are about the same size, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What's that side eye? Uh, ain't nobody told you to be seven feet tall. Ain't, ain't no jokes. Ain't no joke. I ain't got no jokes. Yeah. Hey, yeah. You, you actually probably taller than Kyler, man. But uh, my driver's license for sure says so. <laughs> yeah. But the Cowboys, the story of this game was the Cowboys' offense was terrible all the way into the fourth quarter. Their offense is always terrible, which is which makes no sense because you have Dak, who's a pro bowler. You have Zeke, who's a pro bowler. You have CD. You have Amari Cooper um, for half of this game. Um, who did you have? Uh, tight end who tours AC. I can't think of his name right now. Uh, they just have a lot of players. Oh, I know you're talking about. Yes, his name fails me right now. And you got, yeah, you got Tony Pollard as the backup running back. And we just don't have any of that. And somehow y'all just look super mediocre. Is it Dallas? No, not Dallas. Dallas. Michael Gallup. Oh, yeah, Michael Gallup. It's not tight. Yeah, that was it. Wide receiver. Yeah, he tore his ACL. So they, uh, they, uh, the, 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 the Cowboys are in trouble, man. You know, Dak went 24, 38 for 226 yards and three touchdowns. That's a Dacky game, boy. It is, but the defense just couldn't couldn't stop it. And they don't have, I mean, the Cowboys have no rushing, no running attack at all. You mean you wait, hold on now. Take a second and see what Zeke is getting paid this year. Nope. <laughs> no, go ahead. Let's see. <laughs> Let's see. Didn't they just He's, uh yeah. <laughs> it just paid <laughs> for show right on <laughs> six years 90 million dollars with a ooh, 50 million dollars guaranteed mm, mm. sells a lot of jerseys though does sell a lot of jerseys gee whiz they yep. him 18 six million dollars this year 18 million dollars next year let me tell you about that receipt. You will not be happy with that purchase. That is what you call scamming high level. Twelve million boy, dollars with a base salary with eight million dollars. Yeah, they stealing. They stealing. They stealing. They stealing. But the Cardinals beat the Cowboys, and that actually made the Cowboys take a hit because they have fallen. I think to either third or fourth place in the NFC, and the Cardinals are back in. Uh, third place and I think the Cowboys are in fourth because the Rams are in second place as of this week then in the bowl nobody cares about the Panthers and the Tanks the Tanks won 18 to 10 um so that sets up for the Falcons to play the the Aints next week and spoil their playoff berth yeah and you know what we don't get to they don't get to go to the playoffs Matt Ryan this is a perfect send-off for you we had no chance of getting you to a Super Bowl this year. So this is your Super Bowl. You can close the door on the Saints. You can probably close your door on this Falcons career and, and go out knowing that I made sure that the Saints didn't go to the playoffs. Is it a Super Bowl? No. Is it a big personal victory? I would say yes. Yeah. 
And if he has a good showing, you know, he becomes trade bait, traded to the Broncos. Um, moving on, the Seahawks, uh, which probably may be the Seahawks, the last game in uh, the 12th Man Stadium. I forgot the real name of it, but the, they call it 12th Man Stadium in Seattle for Russell Wilson and Pete Send us Carroll. Russ. Send us Russ. Russ, Russ beat the Lions 51 to 29 and it is rumored that it is is the last game because he is disgruntled in Seattle so as you wow, said before so, man DK better hope you don't leave uh, <laughs> if DK hey if he leave you need to be like bro I'm going with you I'm not staying here with Pete everybody else has left Pete <laughs> <laughs> and of course the Packers and the Vikings the Packers beat the Vikings and that was, they, that was awful that was well, the Vikings didn't have Kirk Cousins, so we I knew they were going to lose. And they were playing in Green Bay, and if Green Bay won, they sold up the number one seat. So so potentially Ben's out, uh, Russ is out, Matt Ryan may be out, Cam Newton out. It might be a bunch of new quarterbacks next year while you're playing. Man, you know, nobody playing. They all gone. I mean, this is. I mean, they're they're all. This is our generation, people that are our age. You know, the 30, 30 I say four years, thirty two to thirty six, thirty two to thirty eight, somewhere in there. All of them, yeah. it's time for them to go. Yeah. Right now, closing time. <laughs> right now in the AFC, Tennessee is the number one seed. Kansas City is the number two seed. They've both locked up their division. Um, Cincinnati has locked up their division as the number three seed. Uh, Buffalo has locked up by beating the the Falcons. They have locked up a playoff seed, and the Patriots have locked up a playoff seed. The last two seeds is between Indianapolis, the Chargers, the Raiders, and the Steelers. Um, in the AFC, I mean, I'm sorry, the NFC, the Packers are one right now. The Rams are two. The Bucks are three. The Cowboys are four. The Cardinals are five, only because the Rams are in the uh, Cardinals division. And then the 49ers are six. Philadelphia has clinched the playoff berth with seven seed. And then New Orleans um, can be eliminated if the Falcons beat them next week or if New Orleans win and San Francisco loses next week, then New Orleans is in. So it's still this this last week, which is what the NFL owners were going for when they say they were trying to do, you know, protect the players. We knew that was a lie. They wouldn't have added this extra game. But they got a lot of parody. They got a lot of parody. They got a lot of parody. And, you know, it is what it is. And our season. Uh, our season over. And before we get to college, college, hey, man, Las Vegas, if y'all going to have a team out there, <laughs> y'all need babies. Y'all need babysitters out there, boy. Y'all be getting DUIs every week. Y'all got coaches being racist. Vegas, Vegas is it's it's for sure some. Hey man, you twenty two. Imagine you a twenty two year old with ten million dollars cash in your pocket. No, I would like to have a future. <laughs> oh man, oh man. But moving on, man. Moving on. Let's get to these this, this college football. The more entertaining. Or not, depending on who you are. Uh, bowl season. All these, we're not gonna go through all the bowl games. They were all not a good. chance. Ohio State uh beat Utah 
And you know that was. But you're cool. struggling with Utah, and I want to I want to take a moment and acknowledge Utah's the Big Twelve. You guys are proving that you guys need the alliance. There's one team that may or may be okay, but for the most part, mediocre. And you guys who keep bringing up the SEC, the SEC played very well in, in the bowl games. In the bowl games that they lost, they were actually the underdogs. Um, well, I said SEC did not. They were like one in six at one point. No, 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 but... to start out. To start out, but they matched the, like the bottom to mid-tier really the bottom SEC schools with mid-tier and top-tier bowl games. And I'm like... And the SEC also had more, has the most opt-outs because they have the most uh, players going, have the ability to go to the NFL. Absolutely. They have the most uh, opt-outs. But, I mean, there were some good games. I mean, there was a no-defense game in Tennessee versus uh, whoever they played, and they lost... Oh, they lost. Matter of fact, Tennessee yes. got robbed. But uh, let's talk they about did. what <laughs> they got robbed. But let's talk about what everybody really wants to talk about. Was college football? No, I don't want to talk about this shit. College football playoffs. Everybody, yeah, you do because you don't like Cincinnati. Everybody was building up Cincinnati to be Power Five and all of this stuff, and they didn't play a bad game. But I always pay attention to the coin toss because you can see the discrepancy in size of players at the coin toss. And when they went to the coin toss, I was like, Alabama is about to kill them. They about to just run the ball down. They throw uh, the whole, they were like, it looked like the ninth graders were coming to the coin toss against the varsity. Because Cincinnati is not that good. I've only been saying that since the beginning of the season. Everybody's like, well, they didn't play that bad. Well, in the one time that you played somebody who was a decent football team, the best assessment we have of your team is they didn't play that bad. No, no. So I disagree. They didn't play that bad, and they could have won the game if Desmond Ritter, their quarterback, did anything. He played the worst game of the season. He's their best player, Reggie. No, he's not. Sauce Gardner is their best player. And Sauce yeah, Gardner oh. played a really good game, too. Who do you think is drafted higher? Sauce Gardner. What are you talking about? We put money on that right now. Sauce Gardner right. is a top 15 pick. He's a six foot three corner that runs a four four, a four three. But eh, but what wait, Ritter was up for Heisman early. Man. That he was the Who Heisman, that? Heisman Who Dark that? Horse. Who believed that? Oh, I'm Come sure on. there are quite a few college analysts who Man. definitely picked Ritter to be the guy. Man, not me. But anyway, Ritter played his worst game in Alabama literally. Ran the ball for what was that? Clint Capella. Sorry, guys. We're watching the Hawks game too. Uh, I'm just glad we started scoring. It was just like awful for a minute. I thought it's been a dub. It was 11 nothing. But um, Alabama just ran the ball down Cincinnati's throat. Cincinnati runs an unconventional defense. They run basically a dime, a three three six. I'm sorry, three three five, and which is really a nickel. Uh, but that's about to say three three six. That's a hell of a defense. You got twelve. Well, they run three three five, and then they run a three two six. That's 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 pretty much what they run all the time. So Alabama came and started the game out and ran about ten. You not you why said, would well <laughs> if you're going to third down third and long coverage, I'm gonna run your face off. Brian Robinson, who has waited his turn, um, he was behind Derrick Henry. He was behind. He was behind a whole lot of people. 
and he waited his turn and he broke the record. He had 260 something yards rushing. And they just they just mauled uh since you mean they beat the team and they were substantially better there handily and never re- and they were never really in the game. Mm-hmm. So that's one like SEC I predicted. Team. That's one SEC team back in the playoffs. And then the game that was supposed to be the game. Everybody knew Alabama was going to beat Cincinnati, but everybody was there were a lot of people picking Michigan to beat Georgia. A lot of people. Hutchinson, you picked them? Yeah, you did. Well, you'll never I just I, I I hate Georgia. Yeah. Adam Hutchinson was a Heisman finalist. He didn't even lead the league in sacks or tackles for loss. But he was a Heisman finalist. They had the other dude feel good story of the defensive end from Scotland or from Nigeria by way of Scotland, who uh had ne- had only been playing football for five years. And Jim Harbaugh finally got over the hump. And he was out there wearing his Jordan brand gloves and cleats, throwing the ball around, being real cool and all of this stuff. And Georgia had lost a step and Alabama exposed us. And Michigan was going to, they fight their offensive line. The offensive line for Michigan, the rated, the number one offensive line in the nation. They're great. Boy, when I tell y'all, I from the third plate, when Georgia's defensive end, uh, Trayvon Walker, number 44, lit that center up, and the center went to the sideline and went like this. I said, oh, this game over. Georgia beat – I mean, Georgia beat them down. Beat them down on defense. N'Kobe Dean – N'Kobe Dean is amazing to watch. Number 17, he's amazing now, to watch. Play and football. this is the crazy part. is Cincinnati was never in that Alabama game. They didn't get destroyed, but they were never really in the game. And they just weren't. But they did not look anything like Michigan. <laughs> Michigan probably got guys over there like, you know how when your parents see you about to do something, you finna go, you finna play football there, sir? Your <laughs> friends finna be like, yeah, you might have. Um... <laughs> this one might not be for y'all. And like I said, I paid attention oh. to, I paid attention to the, to the coin flip. And they brought Hutchison out there. I said, Jamari Sawyer is way bigger than Hutchison. I'm going to tell you right now, <laughs> I I am actually going to steal all of their recruits. I'm going to send them the tape. If I'm, if I'm Nick Saban, everybody who you have that's committed, I'm sending them the game tape. Which <laughs> side of the ball you want to be on? <laughs> Get back with me if you're interested. We got a Third spot man. for you. Third string. <laughs> <laughs> you get a ring. But, um, you know, Saban, every recruiting class he's had is one of the ring. But um, I need this one to get one, too. Boy, I need y'all to be out of there. They already got one, so they, they don't need to get it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to uh, – Roll tap. When it comes to – Ooh, says the Florida Gators fan? And, I don't, yeah. and it's recorded, too. I'm, I, I'm don't, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. It was, yeah. Hey. I don't ever want to see y'all win anything, anything. <laughs> you sound like an Alliance fan. Speaking of the Alliance fans, Ooh. there are a lot of people are upset that it is an SEC dominated, basically an SEC championship game rematch. Why do we waste? And we said this before the SEC championship. I don't know why we waste all of these people's time and money and act like there's another game after the SEC championship. After the SEC championship, go home and spend time with your family. 
because it's a cover. <laughs> O-V-E-R. The rest over, of these teams man. are inconsistent. Uh, I think the Clemson probably done with their run. Ohio State seems to ne- not be able to get it together on a regular basis anymore. Uh, Michigan, y'all, y'all need to think long and hard about football altogether. Well, Michigan is going to be. They're going to be. They're going to be a better rival to Ohio State. He, Jim Harbaugh has changed his entire staff. They have decent recruiting. Um, and plus, the transfer portal changes everything. Reggie, 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 what was the score of the last game they played? <laughs> 37 to 11. Okay, thank you, my friend. And they scored the 11 on our fourth string. <laughs> no, they probably played the high school kids. Hey, man, I know y'all just here for a visit, but we do already have jerseys for you guys and shoulder pads. Just hop on out there. We're not going to really call too much of an offense or defense. Just kind of play wherever you want to. Y'all can beat these guys. Yeah, man. And it seems like our offensive line uh took it took it personally against these two defensive ends for Michigan who are supposed to be top twenty draft picks. Uh because they Hutchinson oh, hey, oh, got Molly. And let me tell you, that boy from Alabama is way better than both of them boys from uh Michigan. Got yeah, but, um Phil Mathis, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And oh, you, oh no, you're talking about Will Thomas. Yeah, and if you yeah. think otherwise, you are smoking the dopiest of dopes. Will Anderson Jr. Will Anderson Jr. is amazing. And it's frustrating to watch him be amazing because his dream school was none other than Georgia because he's from Alpharetta and Georgia didn't offer him. I mean, more Georgia doing Georgia stuff. And, and all sidebar. I think it worked, it worked out for both. Sidebar. Portland, if you let Larry Nance Jr. Guard Trey anymore. <laughs> Trey goes go 100 points tonight. Larry Nash Jr. don't stand a chance against that little angry dude, man. Yeah, man. But uh, we've come to the end of our football segment, man. It's the SEC championship game again. Hopefully, my Bulldogs can finally break the curse. Got to break the curse against Alabama. Lost seven straight against them, man. We've led in the last four games. We have led every time and have come back and beat us every time Kirby's hopefully Kirby doesn't over golly Trey Trey is killing them Kirby uh doesn't over coach but we'll we'll see remains to be seen man let's get into some basketball man this is a long football segment let's get into some basketball hey hey, Bama man just just bail me out bro just beat these guys I don't have to hear any of this but if y'all win, this might be one of the best years of your life. Braves championship and a Georgia championship and Hawks deep dive into the playoffs. Sheesh. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, right, yeah. Man, let's get it. Let's get into some basketball. 1940. Me 80. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, as we get into our basketball segment of the Around the League edition of episode 38 of the Splash Cast, where we talk about news around NBA, around the NBA. Um, got a few things we're going to talk about, man. A lot of some people coming, some people going. Uh, Becky Hammond, assistant coach for the Spurs, who was in the running for the Portland Trailblazers job before they ultimately gave it to Chauncey Billups and her being... Well, she was trying to become the first female hired 
head coach. Um, she has coached games as an interim head coach for Pops, but she wanted to be the first female hired head coach, and she's well-respected around the league. Um, a lot of people didn't really agree with the Chauncey Billups hiring over her because she has more coaching experience, which I'm yeah. not going to say yes or no, but it does make sense that she has more coaching experience. Um I actually has, think that that was a bad job. I mean, look at Chauncey. He ain't really nailing it either. I think that was a bad place for either one to go. I didn't really want to see him there. I didn't want to see her there either, though. It's, it's, I want to see people go into more situations where they can be successful, specifically women and specifically minorities. You know, women don't get even the opportunity. And then minorities, we get the worst of what's available. David, well, that's a that's a difficult ask in the nba because if no it ain't if if if, yeah hold on if the team is decent and it's a decent situation nine times out of ten the coach ain't gonna go nowhere uh your boy mike d'antoni don't tell me what ain't possible he didn't got situation he's went to every team he coached the lakers he coached the suns Mm -hmm. he coached the knicks he's coached literally he's had every good job in the nba and ain't never won nothing (laughs) <laughs> yeah fair um so but, yeah if you can tell me the mike d'antoni non big game winning ass can get a job you sure as hell let becky hammond who didn't sat on pop's bench for 100 years coaching coaching people yep but she is now going to the las vegas aces which is a good move for her uh and it's a better it's a better move for her and it's a better move for the aces did they as well. did they fire lambeer uh, <laughs> I think they pulled a university of Miami. So the university in Miami, when they hired Mario Cristobal, they still had, uh, yeah. Manny Ramirez, not Manny Ramirez, yeah. Manny yeah, Diaz. Might, might as well be Manny. <laughs> <laughs> they still had Manny Diaz as the coach till they hired him. It's the same thing. They hired Becky Hammond and he was still the coach of the Las Vegas Aces, but Lane Beer's out of there. Um, so shout out to Becky Hammond for getting that job. And I hope she does well in the WNBA to make a lot of these NBA teams regret not hiring her and force them to hire her uh, in the future. Um, yeah, yeah, guys, you blew it. You blew it. You had an opportunity to hire a great, I'm not going say a great coach, but a perfect opportunity to do the right thing and to add some diversity to the NBA. And you guys rather have Luke Walton. Um, you NBA, <laughs> you pick Luke Walton, yeah. you pick Rick Carlisle. Why? Know why Luke Walton oh, has a job? You. Does he have a job? He's still coaching the Kings. No, no. He got fired. But why did he get hired? Because his dad. Why? And, what did and, What did Bill do and, in the NBA? He had one good season. Bill. All right, now you know people get sensitive about Bill Walton. They call him the, the icon. Don't give a shit. Bill Walton had one. Now he did win a championship. <laughs> he won a championship with the uh with Yo, the Reggie I mean, disrespected the hell out of Bill Lambier. Bill Walton. Oh yeah. Yeah, you yeah, wouldn't disrespect Bill, season, Bill, Bill, Bill Lambier. Uh, Bill Lambier, crazy. But um Bill Walton, hey old man, I'll stomp you out. <laughs> but moving on, moving on, Jolly man. Green so Becky, Giant. Becky <laughs> Becky Hammond is leaving. And Kyrie is coming back. I never thought I would see a part in the NBA. I never thought I'd see talk about some timing. 
Never thought I would see a yeah. part-time player in the NBA. Kyrie is back for away games only. Pro players are in the transfer portal now. AB didn't transfer. <laughs> Kyrie didn't transfer. <laughs> oh, man. The transfer portal is a nasty place to be. It's, it's open for business yeah. at every level. So Kyrie's back. He actually had his first game back tonight as we're recording this game. The one that AB's at? <laughs> yes. Possibly Calvin Ridley. No, nah, he couldn't. He can't be at that game because if it's in New York, he can't play. So he's not. It, it's, there's no way he could be at that game. But I thought whenever they play the Pacers is when Kyrie is supposed to make his debut. Yeah, but that's a good. Anyway. That's a good place to make your debut against a sub mediocre team. Would I wish nothing but bad luck for the Pacers for seven years. Yeah, the Nets play the Grizzlies tonight. They play the Pacers tomorrow. I mean, uh, in their next game. And the Grizzlies won that game. But uh, so Kyrie's back as a part-time player, uh, non-vaccinated. He held firm to his beliefs, and we knew that they were going to cave eventually. No <laughs> little Or they were going to trade him. <laughs> they were either going to trade him you or they were going to KD said no. <laughs> KD said, "You trade him, I'm going back to go to." Sleep. We just we just <laughs> created a hybrid sneaker. No, you can't trade him. That's my best friend. <laughs> I can't wait till I have that that much control over my job. No, you gonna hire my best friend. Also, no, he's only gonna show up to work when he wants to. Yeah, we got some more podcasts to do, my friend. My bad. I'm watching this Hawks game, man, and they pissing me off. But moving on, moving on, moving on. Now we get to cover. The soap opera out west, aka as the Lakers turn. Ain't no soap opera. That shit finna be this. That show finna be canceled. Boy, LeBron out there arguing with assistant coaches. Uh, out there, for, he's cheering on Kyle Kuzma. LeBron was cheering on Kyle Kuzma after he got him traded, and Kyle yeah. Kuzma was cheering on LeBron with a whole Twitter. Well, when was the last fans. time did you, somebody got you fired, and then you was like, "Yeah, cheer him on." Man, <laughs> if you don't get the hell off my Instagram talking about let's go, no, you need to go. You need to go leave me alone. My career plan was to stay in the Lakers. You traded me for I mean, AD. The, 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 while Kuzma wasn't lying, like LeBron over the last five or six games averaging like 30, 10, and 9 or something crazy like that. He is literally carrying the Lakers. And I mean, don't care. Him. He picked the players. <laughs> you carried him. You pick, you pick the players, put them on your back. Yep. It's, oh, that's an offensive foul. Yeah, and Kuz playing better than AD right now, so. <laughs> AD shooting. AD is shooting 18%. Oh, man. 18%. Lonzo that made his way to the Bulls. Brandon Ingram, his team sorry as hell, but he, you know, he looked like he might be something. Um, Yeah, LeBron. That whole GM thing, that might not be your uh, ministry. You might be Jordan yeah. Jr. for real. <laughs> that and A&R. Like, who, who picks worse players? <laughs> LeBron James or Michael Jordan? <laughs> oh, man. But he still has it. And we said it before. They traded oh. Rondo. They literally traded Rondo for nothing. They just wanted a roster spot. For a roster spot. Just so we ate. <laughs> hey, we just looking for an opportunity to fill this space. You know how bad you got to be that we just trade you for the opportunity to sign anybody else. Anybody. Uh, 
and then Russell Westbrook out there saying, "Hey, I can turn the ball over. I can take I'm allowed to. That's I'm allowed to. That's part of the game." No, Russ. When you have a lot of turnovers, you have a lot of bad shots. You lose, and that's what you're doing. And there's a difference between having the ability to do something and doing it every damn play. And you are more turning the ball over every damn play. Every but, play. hey man, LeBron picked this team. He's he could have had Demar Derozan and Buddy Hill, and he took Russ. <laughs> and 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 what about all these people who tried to tell us that THT was so good? Where is he good at? What is he good at? Nothing. <laughs> LeBron, LeBron created the stock in THT, increased his value, and he and didn't sell. <laughs> that's the only thing you should have been there and traded him. If you really got the eye for basketball, you should have known that I drove up the value of THT. Let's trade this guy. He was damn near untradeable. They're like, no, he's a long-term part of our, our team. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, goodness, man. But the Lakers, the Lakers, uh, they're saying that once they get to the playoffs, they'll be able to turn it on, and I don't see it. Has anybody ever seen THT play good basketball? Point it out for me. And I want to know how long the stretch was where you saw him play good basketball or did LeBron James just – Incept you into believing that THC was a good basketball player. Mm-hmm. Mind control. <laughs> it's an evil world we live in. Yep, yep. And then now we get back to the to the as the world turns the East Coast version with the 76ers. Uh Joel Embiid and the 76ers, kudos to them. They did beat the uh the Brooklyn Nets and Embiid and Durant got into it. Told Embiid told Durant, get the fuck off the court, go home after beating them. Uh, Durant said, "That's all right. We're gonna see y'all again, which they will." Yeah, and I mean, and Embiid said, "It's not many players that I will say this, but Kevin Durant is 100 a better basketball player than me." I respect it, and he's right. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, but everybody ain't gonna say that. Some people are like, "No, nah, I ain't gonna say that." And he is. It's only but, about it's only about two or three players you would take over Embiid at this point. You know, I'm a I've been a big proponent of Embiid Lajuan for a long time. I would just I would force him to work out every day. I, you just you just have to work out. Starting your team, I mean, you get. I mean, he's definitely a top five player. When he's right, he's right as rain. He is. He can't, he can't get. He can't be beat. But tell me about this. Uh, what happened between Fat Joe and Ben Simmons? Uh, so I'm minding my business. You know me. Try not to do much of anything. Don't scrunch your face up. I can see that. Um, and I'm scrolling through my Instagram and I'm watching and watching. And then I get to Fat Joe. Fat Joe's like, oh yeah, so biggest loser this year. Ben Simmons. <laughs> I said, damn, Joe. Like, if anybody, there's not many people who made more Ben Simmons jokes in the last 12 months than myself. Uh, I referred to the man as broke back Ben. But even even I didn't call him the biggest loser of 2021. Like, <laughs> and Joe got right to it. He's like, nah, he's a loser. And I'm I'm like, well, Joe, Damn. did not expect that from you. And is it on site between Joe and Ben? No, Ben don't want that problem. <laughs> I mean, but you would think that Ben would have to to fight because he definitely ain't gonna shoot. Well, and we know Joe will. 
You missed a joke there. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> I caught the double entendre, brother. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but um, but um, yeah, man, the 76ers, they're they're an interesting group, man. Tyrese Maxey is out there balling though, uh, in the absence I of like him. He's 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 scrappy. The, the Sixers don't suck without Ben like Ben Simmons. They don't really need you. I would have traded Ben Simmons for Dame Lillard yesterday. I I, I would assume that Portland's not taking that deal. They're not. Um, and then what are you gonna do? You're gonna have Ben Simmons and Larry Nance Jr. out there together <laughs> doing what? And doing and, and what? Nurkic. But you know, moving on, man. Moving on. Speaking of uh players with <laughs> emotional tear distress, the club up, tear the club up. <laughs> one of the the Houston Rockets have a really, really good young core. One half of that young core is Kevin Porter Jr. Kevin Porter Jr. is a lot nah, of it's more than he more than no, he's like a quarter. A they third, got, a third, a, a third. Yes, I definitely a third. Definitely a third. I forgot about Christian Wood. But yeah. the 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 Houston Rockets, man, uh, they got a lot going on out there too. Kevin Porter Jr., who got traded to the Rockets because he lost his temper in Cleveland when he was throwing food at the GM because uh, they moved his locker without him without telling him. They put him in the corner, which you know you don't do that while I'm not there. You know that's unwritten rule. But he lost it, and then. For him to get traded to uh, Houston, and he was balling, and he got into it with the assistant coach, John Lucas, who is well-respected, well-known uh, coach around college and pro basketball. There you go, Kevin Werder. Around college Here. and pro basketball. He got into it, and he left at halftime. And listen to what he said. Not he left the bench. He left the arena at halftime, put his clothes back on, and headed to the crib. He pulled the AB. I'm out this thing. Um, <laughs> this is a very difficult situation because you have the baggage of Kevin Porter Jr. when he played for the Cavs. To do something like this, you have to be self-aware that, hey, people are going to start looking at this like this is how you behave. The issue is, is Cleveland was an awful team and he probably regrets not being there now. He would have been the piece. Man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but they probably, I don't know if they keep everybody. I mean, yeah, Isaac Okoro, Isaac Okoro, you out of there and uh, Sexton, you can probably fly to. You, that would be if you could have Jerry Allen, Evan Mobley, and Kevin Porter Jr. Though, geez, Louise, you 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 cooking with gas there. Uh, but but it's it's like his history is going to follow him. But this situation does sound messed up, and the fact that Christian Wood was like, "I'm not going back into the game," and he is by far their best player. It is it kind of shoots him a little bit of bail, but it just looks like this whole situation is bad, and when. Players are throwing things and leaving at halftime. I don't know what to do with that because you probably got to send a message and send the guy home. But I well, don't think you see. I don't. I don't blame this on the organization because this is at this point. This is now two occasions in two separate organizations. Yes, and but he, Christian Wood, you got to like. But Christian Wood also not going back into the game. 
whatever happened in the halftime spilled over. And it wasn't, it obviously wasn't just Kevin Porter Jr., but Kevin Porter Jr., like you said, his he went too he far. Now, he pulled AB. He started to develop a reputation. And as yep. starting to develop a reputation, I mean, you are playing. He is now in his second year, right? Yep. Second year. Um, and NBA contracts are not five years, like, I mean, are five years with a team option. You are taking money out of your own pocket because you got all the talent. Yep. And they were going to have to pay you. They were going to have to pay you, Jalen Green and Christian Wood. They were going to have to pay you. And now. Oh, they both got suspended for Monday's game against the yeah, Sixers for, for poor behavior. Mm-hmm. I got put on restriction. Mm-hmm. So whatever happened, it, 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 it was something went down. But KB, Kevin Porter Jr., I think he may need to go to a a a psycho not a psychiatrist a psychologist he may need to get some therapy for mental health just to see what's going on to to be able to hold his temper now i'm saying this not knowing you know the media will always put a slant on it you know yep. that the media is always paying by the organizations to make the organization yeah. look good and so you want to be able to come story. into the building and and get access so you can report on athletes so if i have to sell one athlete for my continued access, you sold ass. And I do think that it is, it's kind of unfair because you're going to suspend those guys, but clearly you said something to two different individuals to get them out of their character. And for that is Lucas, you can't just go around. I don't know what he said, but if you're, if that's how people are receiving your information, then you you might need to be suspended too, because I don't know if you can talk to people. And no, I ain't gonna say that. I think some of these guys are entitled. Some of these guys, like I said, they're entitled to. Uh, they, they some of these guys do feel entitled. Sorry, I'm watching the Hawks game. They do feel entitled. But uh, speaking of entitled in the Rockets, uh, the game before this when they played the Charlotte Hornets, and Christian Wood, an errant pass from Christian Wood. Uh, went into the stands and knocked the shit out of this lady that wasn't paying attention. That lady called and, boss in the face. <laughs> and, and now she wants, she's done gone on the news in Charlotte. She she now wants a... Uh, we don't care. She now wants an uh, apology. We don't care. From Christian Wood. Like, Man, it's a basketball game. And you they walk play. in, you got court side seats, that's your fault. You should be paying attention. Yes. They throw basketballs at basketball games. If you were paying attention to the game, you might not got hit in the face. You might have knew to duck, but you were not paying attention. So you caught a spot into the face. Walk it off, killer. You'll live. But what, what's crazy is... Fair. They need to go back. <laughs> what's crazy is that she went on the news and, and had a whole news segment. And she was like, Wouldn't my, you? Eye, my orbital bone. Like, man, don't nobody care, dog. You got a basketball game. Yeah. If you're the news and you're the news director and you have this fool who want to put themselves on TV, well, I'm going to give you the opportunity to, to use your platform to be as use my platform to be as stupid as you want to be. So yeah, we'll get up here and put your uh, unrealistic request all over the news so we can all laugh at you once you leave, ma'am. Yep. Well, I'm going to tell you what might happen at a baseball game. You might get hit with a ball. <laughs> yep. 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 And then Norwood, tell me about these old guys in the NBA. 
I mean, they're just everywhere. It, it, it's now the time that if you're, you know, mid, yes, you're mid thirties and want another shot at the NBA, this is your chance. We saw Joe Johnson lace them up. Uh, we see IT play for every team. Lance Stevenson uh, is back. Yes, Lance Stevenson and play for the Hawks. It looks like he playing for the Pacers tonight. Uh, it's definitely interesting. Clint Capella almost missed that layup too. Nobody was guarding him. Uh, it's definitely interesting. It's exciting to see. Uh, I want to. I, it's fun to see guys who you think like career is basically over to get another run at it. And some of these guys putting on good shows. They are man, but you know them 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 knees need little oil. Oh man, yeah, defense. Greg, Greg Monroe was hooping. Yeah, on offense. <laughs> <laughs> On defense, them up. We got to hold it down slide, for the, that shuffle slide ain't working. We got to hold it down for the guys who are age, man. We got to support them. <laughs> I'm just happy that they're getting another chance. Greg Monroe is a dude that deserved another chance, and all of that. So, like you said, man, I'm happy all these dudes get them. Hey, man, and over under, are you willing to take this bet? Will the Lakers sign Jamal Crawford? Make too much sense. <laughs> I wouldn't. I, he can dribble that basketball better. He won't turn the ball over like Russ. <laughs> you can't have Russ and Jamal Crawford on the same team. No, because Jamal Crawford going to make Russ look bad. Because Russ got, because Jamal got a handle. That's one thing for sure, man. He, he might be 80. You dance with him if you want to. That boy, Jay Crossover, going to dribble your face off. I don't know why would the Hawks haven't had him for a hundred years. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if anybody's going to score for the Hawks except for Trey tonight. Look like, yeah, man. Yeah, get your all-star game on, big dog. Ladies and gentlemen, we've come to the end of the NBA basketball segment of the Around the League edition of episode thirty-eight. We are now going to get into our favorite segment, one of our favorite segments, the splashes of the week. But we got one thing we want to talk about, but it's going to be kind of a quick conversation. But it's really a, a topic about a bigger a bigger issue that we kind of see happening in college and high school sports. Y'all in life. <laughs> yep. Y'all stay tuned. Y'all stay tuned. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, with our final segment of episode 38, the Around the League edition of the Splash Cast, where we talk about uh, our splashes of the week. We only have one splash of the week this week. Um, it's kind of a topic that I wanted to discuss because it is something that's kind of been going on in the, in the background of high school athletics for a while, especially in basketball. I think Kevin Durant played at like five schools himself. Hey. Uh, but the one of the top basketball prospects, uh, Dior Johnson, is in is playing in his tenth uh his tenth school. And he's I don't even think he's a I think he's a junior. He's a junior or a senior. He's playing in his tenth school. Tenth. He started out in New York and then went to California, then went to Florida. Now he's back in Cali. He was going to multiple schools in California. That 
to me, the bigger converse, why does that bother me? Because that's the bigger conversation is like, why are you at 10 schools? What are you doing? And he's like legit. Apparently he's legit. So I have multiple issues with this. Uh, Another Mac McClung. Times a million. How much schooling are you doing if you're going to 10 different high schools? Can't imagine you're getting any level of education if you're going to 10 high schools. You're at you're averaging like three schools a year. By the time you get into school and kind of figure it out, you're like, oh, I'm out of here. I'm headed somewhere else. Uh, also, this is one of the things that Dion brought up. You, you're conditioning your child to be a follower, to always be following somebody to another program. I'm going to go here and I'm going to have all the resources. It's going to be perfect. Instead of staying at one place or going one place and, and creating something at one place, you just follow and meander around to the next opportunity. So you have these guys who grow up and then they suddenly become Ben Simmons. And the first time they meet adversity, they're broken. Yeah. And it's a little different. It's similar and different to college, right? So college football, they eliminated the transfer rule to where you had to sit out a year. So it's basically free agency in football every year. I mean, look at Nick Saban. He just signed Jameer Gibbs and Elias Ricks, the top running back from Georgia Tech and top running back really in the ACC and the top corner, one of the top cornerbacks from uh, LSU, their rival. Uh, the difference with college, though, is that NIL deals are now basically dictating where all the players go. Um, but at the same time, before NIL deals, they still were transferring and kids were transferring to three different schools and not including, they basically have eliminated going to community college. Like you could just transfer wherever you want to now. And like you said before, it's causing, not only are you being a follower, you're being a quitter. Like whenever times get tough or you don't get your way, like the thing about athletics and adversity is it's supposed to make you grow up and build your character. It's supposed to get you out of the spoiled brat stage. I mean, well, look at, I don't know the situation, but look how Kevin Porter Jr. At, is, is handling all of his adversity and anger. He doesn't know how to handle his adversity and anger. A lot of these kids emotionally don't know how to handle the stress because you got helicopter parents and then you have all these people in their ear putting all of this investment in them and they're just going around to whatever situation makes them better. And it, 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 whatever situation it benefits them versus working through it. I feel like this all kind of happened around the same time people started building their brands. And you have these kids who are trying to build their brand. So they're always looking for their next opportunity to go to somewhere to be more visible, to get more, you know, to be seen by more people. And I get that. But that ends up having, and I, I assume that it would have diminishing returns because you feel like this kid probably does not have a bunch of stick to it this. If, if I'm a college coach, you're kind of caught in a catch-22 because you can see how good these guys are, but I can't trust this guy to come to my team because I'm not sure if he'll stay. And, and that's, I mean, that's kind of the reason that Jalen Johnson dropped in the draft is they weren't confident in, in his ability to, to fight through things and, and get through difficult things. So I get it. Uh, all of this is it's a tricky situation to navigate, but I don't think if you have 10, 10 high schools, it's like having 10 boyfriends in a year. It's some red flags, man. 
<laughs> it's something going, it's everything, something ain't right. And if you let your kid go to 10 high schools and eventually don't be like, hey, cut the shit, this is where you're gonna stay, then well, yeah, the parent, but- the parents are enablers, and that's gonna be a problem that you should probably at least have on your radar. Well, I mean, when it comes to millions of dollars, because he's already committed to Oregon. Um He's a point guard, but he's five. You sound like Donald Trump making a deal with the Taliban. Committed to who? What What have you seen in the past where you believe that his commitment means anything? Well, I mean, he has to play college basketball. Well, yeah, he may just go to the G League. I don't know. But what I'm saying is he's committed to Oregon, and his parents see the dollar signs, right? So, for which is something that you do when you transfer your kid 10 times from New York to IMG in Florida to all these schools in California. So he's, yes. his parents want, they see the dollar signs and he's projected to be a lottery pick. Um, so your parents so. see the, your parents see the dollar signs, but they see all of the dollar signs. And as soon as they have somebody who's going to give you more dollar signs, than present it with the current, the, the current situation, they're going to be gone. And you're going to be looking to fill that spot. Yep. If it's me, I ain't dealing with it. I, I don't have the time to play with nobody. I'm not going to baby you and beg you to stay. And I've seen that you've been at 10 high schools and you still haven't, you ain't graduated yet. No, no, no. I don't know how that graduate. There's got to be some credits lost in translation. Somewhere. What does his transcript look like? 72 pages. <laughs> or seven. And, you never and know. God, and God forbid trying to get all of them transcripts. Yeah, you got to staple them. Oh, you no. got paper. You got to paper clip them. You got to divide them. Like, well, this is. Oh, the, no. I was here. I was here. They homeschooled me for a little bit. Man, yeah, no. they, about to, they about to publish your clearinghouse. That guy. And <laughs> that's the first thing I'm thinking is, boy, it's something about this just smells like I'm not eligible. Uh, if I got to keep going everywhere, it's somewhere where somebody didn't follow one of the rules, and you have an eligibility issue. Yeah, this is true, man. This is true. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we've come to the end of episode 38 of the Splashcast. The uh, ATL edition is out as of tomorrow, January 4th. The audio will be out. The video should be out by tomorrow evening. And then the Splashcast 12-pack, man. So, Norwood, take us out. Number, before we say anything, kids, go to one school, get an education. (laughs) It don't take it don't take ten schools to learn nothing. Parents don't pimp your children either. That's a very valid point. Mm-hmm. With that said, more black baseball, more black cowboys and cowgirls. Of course, send some money to your neighboring HBCU, the one that's in your city. Also, send money to Hampton University because me and Reggie appreciate that from the bottom of our hearts. Uh, also, if you have any moments here in the next week or so, um, if you aren't or are a deeply religious person, take a moment and just pray that the University of Georgia loses to Alabama. Um, just do it for me. <laughs> unmute yourself. I had to mute him for that blasphemy. Unmute yourself. Ask to unmute. You got to unmute yourself. <laughs> I had to Yo, mute this man <laughs> muted me in the wrap-up. <laughs> uh, well, you heard what he said. Without, uh, but outside of that, like he said, 
episode Tuesday, Splash Cast 12 Pack Wednesday. We right back. This is the episode you heard on Thursday. We truly appreciate you guys. Always remember to like, subscribe, tell a friend, tell that friend, and tell a friend. Um, if you didn't hear the first episode, we do have a website on the way. Uh, outside of that, it is only one thing for us left to do, Reggie. What's that, man? Hang out. Hang out. Y'all be safe. Adios, amigos. Um, Falcon season is over. <laughs> Braves World Series champs emeritus. Remember to like, subscribe, view us on YouTube, view us on Instagram TV, follow us, like, subscribe. Like you said, we have a website coming out soon. Uh, we already have the domain. We just need to update the site. Uh, we'll be, it'll be one central spot where you can get everything that is splash cast. Uh, so as he said, man, y'all stay safe. Love y'all. I'm so proud of it. I'm so proud. Yeah. Them kids, I ain't your mentor, your role model. Ferrari Monza got one seat, get a Uber bitch out them hoes follow. Moved up from Porsche Carrera, four dollars. The funny thing is, I still had all the bitches when I had no dollars. Frequent flying mileage, I might ship in a freak. Jose La Vie, I'm in Paris with your bitch as we speak. Bitch, been I keep. Spanish girl gon' turn a two, two, a three. And if her uncle wasn't my plug, I smoke his ass and have her working for me. Yeah. It's kind of mania, my brain be working. Nigga ran through Indy with the moxies at the mateys working. If he old enough to hold the strap, I had your baby working. Youngsters on AD and PCP, they ain't afraid to murder. Insane rabbit gang, I'm talking gang of murder. Jewish lawyer make the police look like they framed the murder. I don't sell no work on the phone, bitch, I got janky service. KTR the army ho, go and get you a Navy service. Doghouse, crack house, smiling your ex house. Michael Jackson ain't dead, he live in my guest house. And if my nigga Less out, we pull them vests out. Quick to hit the whole friend circle, they left us sexed out. Went from a prison cell in France to dropping movies in cans. Red carpet, Tom Ford, from the shirt to the pants. I came a long way from riding with that work in the van. H had the Honda Odyssey, front the work in advance. But you are an inspiration because you had no money.